0: sure you have never heard on casting with a feminist which is because we are the biggest advocates of busting that shit wide open and being your biggest whole <laughs> self welcome back to another episode of casting with a feminist which is it is your girl samya and anita and today we wanted to know what do you consciously do to stop yourself from fucking you could be horny as fuck dripping you know causing waterfalls causing like drainage problems in your home but um You will absolutely not fuck if you do these things. Um, Are you like Mr. Italiano who who smokes weed when he doesn't want to fuck? Or are you like me who grows an Amazonian wild... Uh, (coughs) Oh my god. An Amazonian forest. (laughs) So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of how people stop themselves from fucking.
1: Sunday. I know I am. Um, I'm drinking tea right now. But yeah, I'm supposed to be drinking wine. I'm about to drink wine in the next five, four, three, two minutes. Um, okay, so here is my chastity built story, right? Um, I was eight, no, 17. 17 and I was dating this guy that was like, he like, used to cheat on me a lot. It just like, psh- that relationship that's a story for another day that's a story i'm never telling anyway um yeah he used to cheer on me a lot and it was just like we're kids it just didn't make sense like we're just never meant to be anyway um so like i was getting really frustrated right so this one day i'm in a different town and my cousins and i like let's go to the shops and we get into the shop and i see this really 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 good looking man like Like, I don't even know how to describe this man. Like, you know when you see a man and immediately think of sex? Like, you think you want to climb his body, you want to go between his legs, you know, you want to do shit to his neck, you want to fucking raid his face. (sighs) Anyway, he was really, really, really good looking. Like, insanely good looking. And I really liked him. And so my cousin's like, oh no, um, his family actually owns like this whole block of like shops, right? And I'm like, you know, money turns me on. So I'm like, I mean, I was 17 then I was, I was very much a pick me like, oh, I'll build my, I'll build my man. But I feel like it was original in me to want men with money, but yeah, so, um, but, like, for the man I'm in town, I always see him, and he would never say hi, and I had this insane, insane crush on him. Uh, but I never did anything. So, a year later, I get back, right, and I'm 18, turning, like, 19 that same year, right? And I meet this man at the same shops, and he's like, oh my god, you're back, we missed you. And I'm like, <laughs> my man missed me. So... Uh, he like, I think after three, four times, he finally asked for my number and I call everyone I know telling them my man asked for my number. And remember the first time I met this man, I was just like, I want to have fucking sex with this man. So I'm say I'm planning a deadline. I'm like, okay, we're going to talk for this song, we're going to go for dates for this song, And we're going to fuck, or we're going to talk, have a date and fuck, whichever it is. I really didn't mind. And Yeah. I'm calling everyone I know to tell them that uh, my man asked for my number. My friends are so excited, asking what I'm wearing for a date. And uh, some of my friends don't know I'm having sex at this point. But the ones who know, they're like, are you going to have sex with him? And, like, remember, I was still religious at this point. But I was like, God will forgive me for just this one sin. I know I'm already fucking my boyfriend. But I'm going to marry that guy. But God is going to forgive me just for this one last sin. Was it a sin? Sex? It's pleasurable, and it's my body, and I can do whatever the fuck I want. Just a disclaimer. Anyway, um, so finally, he calls and we talk, and he asks, like, how old I am. and Like, I'm turning 19. He's like, I'm 26. <sighs> I was young. So glad that an older guy was showing me all this attention. Anyway, we talk for a bit, and he's like, I'll call you tomorrow. And we start talking, but I'm not impressed. Like, there are no mental sparks, you know? I just like I'm a supersexual, so I feel like I, I discovered this later on. But then I didn't know. I just felt like there's no mental spark, you know? Like physically it's there, but mental spark, not there. So eventually, I'm like, okay, maybe it's because we're talking on the phone. But if we meet in person, it's gonna be so much better. And he asked me out on a date, and I'm like, I'm going off on a date, and. If this man says, "Let's go over to my place" or "Let's fuck in the car," I wanna be ready. So, like, I put on my lingerie, I shave, I like look really cute and pretty. And at this point, boyfriends and I have like broken up or something. Who is breaking up anyway? I go to this. uh, This guy comes to pick me up, and we go for dinner. And guys, it is dry. It is fucking dry. Like there's everything he's saying is just not making sense to me like he's speaking but he just is so shallow his world view is so shallow like this man <sighs> he was not boring but the only thing you he could talk about was his money um alcohol having fun and i'm like Can we talk about books? Can we talk about science? Can we talk about politics? Can we engage in beautiful fucking conversation? And it wasn't there. Nothing. Zero. And I fuck with my brain. Seriously, my vagina and brain are like fucking connected. I do not fuck with my heart. I do not fuck with my body. I fuck with my brain. So if you are smart, if you say something that gets to me, then my vagina is wet if you are not smart it's the fucking sahara down there and it was the fucking sahara down there and the entire night i'm like okay maybe he's nervous maybe i'm nervous i'm judging him too harshly and so he's like let's go over to my place i'm like okay maybe he's gonna do something that's gonna turn me on guys we're at this place and he's kissing me and my head i'm just like i'm kissing a dow man like i'm kissing a dow man is this how low i have come in my life i'm kissing it see even at 18 i had standards i'm like i'm kissing a fucking dow man and he's kissing me and he goes down to my boobs and i'm just looking at his face and i'm like i am fucking kissing a dow man who is out here fucking sucking my nipples and i'm not feeling shit because he is a fucking dow man okay anyway so he tries to go down on me and I just stop him I'm like honey you know I have standards and this panties ain't coming off for you little doll and I'm 18 and you're 26 you know I thought I would be more excited at older guy smart conversation but even my 19 year old boyfriend is smarter than you so yeah that is how i realized that i do not fuck down men and my panties just have never come off with oh no no they have fun but i was going through a phase and we fucked them the first night and then the next day i was just like dear lord jesus i mean i know i'm smarter than all men but i expect at least to reach me halfway not all the way in the water
0: that means that my chastity belt is i will not have sex with a man if i have not shaved and i have done this numerous times um last year for a couple of months i decided that i was going to not have sex with anyone because at that time i was going through a bit of a heartbreak and i really didn't want anyone in my space like that so i decided to grow this bitch out Now, that doesn't mean that if I did, this was a recent thing because previously I adamantly refused to shave. I was like, I'm not conforming to the patriarchy. I am not allowing these men to give me misogynistic standards of how my vagina should look. And if you're gonna eat it, you're gonna eat that shit and floss your teeth after, you know, I was like, fuck y'all. But recently, uh, over maybe the past like two years uh, of me being single, well, it hasn't been two years, it'll be two years. Um, in a few months, but once I got into like, you know, being single and got back on my whole horse, I decided that my preference changed. And I was like, I prefer to have it shaved, um, especially because I was having a lot of casual sex and it's just not something that, um, probably because of patriarchal standards, I can say that was maybe a subconscious thought um that now i have just realized and i should pinch myself for but i will actually not have sex with you if i haven't shaved and in that period of time when i was chased uh well using that word loosely um in the period of time when i decided i was not going to have sex with anyone Um, I did meet a couple of people that I was very sexually attracted to. In fact, with one guy, it got really heated because we went to a party together. Well, I think it was his party. Yeah, it was his birthday. And we went to the car and we were making out. And I'm like, I... And I was wearing a cute yellow dress. And I'm like, yeah, I'm about to, like, you know, get on the dick and ride that shit till, you know, dusk from dusk till dawn. But um, I hadn't shaved and I completely refused to do so. I was as fuck and um, ideally he was a really great guy but I refused to have sex with him um, just because uh, I had a wild ass bush like it was it was crazy I feel like you'd have had to do a lot of work to get to the actual um, vagina <laughs> so that is my chastity belt now why have I ever had sex with someone once I made this decision unshaved yes I have it was with a guy that I was seeing um for a long time last year for a couple of months and i remember when i saw him i was i didn't expect to see him that time and i was like and i told him no we're not gonna have sex then he's like why and i was like because i haven't shaved and you know i don't fuck when i haven't shaved and this guy was like um yeah i don't give a fuck about none i don't i don't give a fuck about none of that shit (laughs) so he ate me out and i was also on my period guys guy was freaky and i mean like i fucked him but would i fuck him again like that no and am i gonna fuck somebody else with this bush no so that's my chastity belt i think that it uh serves a great purpose to me and um yeah if i have a bush uh we ain't fucking
2: Very tall, well, I'd say I'm okay not very tall, but I'm tall, and so, on my tender, I specified um that I wanted to meet with tall men, you know, and so I met with this guy, and he told me that he's definitely taller than me, so I'm one point seven three meters tall, <clears throat> and he said he is taller than that, um. So we met, and he turned out to be shorter. And he asked me if height was really a factor for me. And I told him that it was. And he came with sweet, cheap wine. And I was just already unimpressed, you know. And he, as we were talking, he wanted a kiss. And he's like, I know you want to kiss me. You're playing hard to get. Stop playing hard to get. And I'm just like, what? what are you talking about? You know, at some point we spoke about, um, what you call, um, catcalling and stuff. And he said, women actually enjoy that. And he feels like women are too uptight. And catcalling is actually a compliment, you know? And I knew then I was like, okay, I'm definitely not even going to kiss this guy or, even have sex with them. it's was like, nah. This is, nope. I'm not doing this. No, thank you. Thank you.
3: To talk about my chastity belt. Okay, I have just two. First one is weird practices. Then the second one is hygiene or rather lack of hygiene. So weird practices. <sighs> it's a no for me when the person keeps talking about weird shit that they probably learned in porn. Can't do that. I'm not going to do that again. I have very good reason, because there's this one time, this person was like, "Oh, let's try this," and then before I could get a better grip of what was happening, he was slapping me, and I was like, "Why?" But then here's the the bombing part. I didn't stop that on time, and that ended with the bitch sitting on my neck. Like I don't, I don't, I don't understand what type of shit people are watching these days but if that's where you get all your knowledge from please stay the hell away from me do not come close to me do not suggest it to me do not chat to me with that in mind just move far away from me with that just go secondly lack of hygiene i think this is a general chastity but or maybe there are people who who do not mind but I can't take down a dirty person I, I just can't do it i can't i can't take them anywhere inside me i just cannot know you can't take off your clothes and you're smelling or your mouth is smelling or <laughs> your armpits are smelling or it signifies that you didn't have your bath or you're not properly groomed <laughs> I, I, i'm not saying that you have to be speak and span clean but Come on, decent clean is good enough for me i can't i can't take smells i i have asthma i'll sneeze all the all the way through so let's just avoid that and just come on your best day come with your sunday clothes <laughs> because anything other than that well it's enough <laughs>
4: Thank you for letting me contribute to this episode. Sorry for the background noise. I'm somewhere oh, outdoorsy. Chastity belts. Um, for me, there's two things, right? Dirty patterns. That shit is not going to fly. Um, like, can you just put in the work of basic hygiene? please like if i am going to go down on you or if i am going to suck you out like this just good to be the basics right otherwise i'm just like i don't want to do this because pleasure for me comes from pleasuring my partner and so for me to do a good job you have to have like the basics of hygiene so that's point number one and then partners and I will specifically say guys guys who fucking ask me if I have come my G if you had fucking made me come you would not have to ask for me that is like like that just kills the vibe and best believe that is the last time anything is going down between between me and you because what the fuck dude read the room read the fucking room so um yeah hygiene and like don't fucking ask me if i have come especially if you have not fucking made me come because now we have an issue now we have a big issue yes chastity belts uh my two cents thank you so much bye
5: Hey ladies, love, 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 love the podcast, love the work that you're doing, it's super informative and entertaining and we appreciate you. So when I came across this question on Samia's Instagram stories, I knew I had to participate and when I actually thought about it, there are two reasons that would literally stop me that in my tracks from having sex with someone, the first one, not having shape down there. The second one, being on my period. If any of those reasons are present, I won't have sex. It's just a personal preference. I just don't like having sex when I have hair down there or when I'm on my period. Regardless of how drunk I am or how horny I am, I won't. So just to give a little context here, I was celibate for around two or two and a half years. And that was the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. <laughs> so I knew during that time I had to have reinforcements that would prevent me from sleeping up. So I let my hair grow out. And because your girl was weak, she almost slipped up a couple of times. <laughs> but by the mere fact that I had either grown out my hair or I was on my period or both that saved me from making some dumbass decisions then <laughs> So looking back I am grateful that I had those in my arsenal to use yeah And right now I'm with my partner so that um he's the only person I've had sex with when any of those two reasons are present. Because I am comfortable around him and it's not an issue anymore. But that's what I used to use then to not have sex. So, yeah, those were those are my two
4: reasons. <laughs> uh, my two cents. Thank you so much.
6: Bye! Hi, guys. So, um... I mean, I've been asked to give my two cents and I will start by giving a caveat. I am in no way close to being a guru to the two amazing hosts of this um, podcast, but I'm just here to give my two cents (laughs) and um, it wouldn't be justice if I do not upload how amazing this podcast is. Uh, It just brings so much sexual liberation to so many people including me and yeah i mean it's an absolute honor to give my two cents (laughs) in such a work um kind of setting but yeah so my chastity belt is granny panties so first and foremost uh i'll try to remember all the questions i've been told to answer um why granny panties? Because I mean, no one looks, no one wants to be seen in granny panties. Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, I would assume, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I would assume when you're, you know, getting down and dirty, you want to look your best. You want to feel your best. And granny panties are a representation of the exact opposite. So if I know I'm going to meet someone, i don't trust myself to you know behave around i definitely will put on some granny panties that way as um you know things get steamy and uh, you're getting into the groove and you're just about to take off your clothes you remember oh i have granny panties on (laughs) And for me, that is an absolute no, no. Like hell, no. Ain't no one seeing me in no granny panties. So yeah, that will absolutely stop me from going all the way. Oh, uh, let's see. Have I ever uh, broken my my commitment to my granny panties and just gone ahead with it? Ah. Uh, no, <laughs> that's how serious my chastity belt is. I have never um broken my commitment to my granny panties. Like every time I just remember I'm putting on granny panties and I'm about to go ahead with it. I'm just like, nah, no, no. And yeah, that's why it's worked so well. Otherwise I'd have to find another chastity belt.
2: Yeah,
6: <laughs> I guess that's it.
1: Like seven in the morning. I'm hungover as fuck. Since when does wine do this shit to me? I am so fucking hungover, and I got like a call, and they're like, "You didn't do the fucking outro." I'm like, "Fuck it," and I just want to go back to bed. Um, so I'm probably gonna say like a whole lot of bullshit, and if it doesn't make sense, just know I was fucking drunk okay they still outgoing my system um okay so here's the thing right um when sami and i first came up with this right we're like what like it was just a conversation we were like joking and laughing and stuff like that and we started talking about like okay like what's that one thing you just can't Like, that makes you stop having sex. And originally, mine was like, oh, um, I need to have, like, a shaved vagina. It's just my thing. It has nothing to do with, like, oh, a man needs a shaved vagina. It's just, like, about me and trying to uh, represent, um, feel like... Okay, genuinely, I just prefer... I enjoy sex even better. Even, like, when I'm masturbating with myself, I enjoy sex better when my vagina is shaved. And... Then I started thinking, I was like, you no. Know, there are moments I have said, fuck it. This is the vagina he's going to fucking get. And the sex just doesn't happen. So I've just never had sex with an ant-shaped vagina. And I will someday. I know I definitely will. So I don't think it's my chastity belt. Which really had me thinking, is it that our chastity belts are ours? Um, like in certain circumstances, like... Um, Like the whole shaving thing, right? Is it that it's ours, the whole ugly underwear? Is it ours or have we been conditioned by society that we must look sexy, that we must look pretty, that we must have the sexiest form of lingerie? Because, you know, now that I think about it, I mean, I've had, like... I've had, like, sex in my, like, ugly-ass period underwear. And before that it always had to be sexy 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 or I'll just go mute, you know and I know for a fact for me that was like conditioning so you start to wonder even when we talk about body preferences what are preferences and who dictates our preferences who molds us into wanting those preferences right is it ourselves is it society is it a very colorist racist able-bodied fucking society or do we just fucking know what we want okay and we just can't get wet down there if you know and it's like a mental thing and why is it such a mental thing I know for one I'm not fucking any dumb guys like I don't care how cute you are if you listening to this and i've fucked you before um it's not that you were smarter than me or you were the smartest okay no i do date quite some smart men yeah that is quite true see see so if you're listening to this and i never fucked you it's because you're probably not smart enough for me yeah so guys i'm drunk as fuck so i don't even know what the fuck i'm saying but i hope you have an amazing fucking week and i hope you guys had fun and you get all the amazing orgasms this week love you
0: So my story is really embarrassing it's actually one of the worst stories that i've ever dates that i've ever experienced and i don't usually have bad dates um most of the dates I'm, i've gone on one date that was uncomfortable and one that was boring but like i don't usually have bad dates I, I really enjoy going out on dates like i enjoy going out with people i enjoy spending men's money like it slaps but this date ugh, anyway so this was back in the day before i had moved out um of my parents homes or my guardian's home and um this was with my first boyfriend so the first boyfriend that i was sexually active with and we used to go to movies because he lived with his mom and I lived with my aunt at the time so we didn't really have places to go and have sex and that's what I'm telling you being young is the ghetto like I can't imagine dating someone right now that doesn't have a place to go to because men don't come to my house um so I we used to go to movies and then we'd go and like watch like three movies at the theater so that we could just sit and make out So one day we decide what i didn't know happens at a cinema is that as you're watching the movie the people are watching you so we're sitting at the cinema and we're sitting at the back in the corner on the right side where we think it's hidden and we're making out and everything and then ah this is so embarrassing guys please remember i was like 17 or 18 um, and I should, I think the statute of limitations has passed on how long, on, on the time I should be judged for this anyway. So we are making out and it becomes, you know, when you first start having sex, it's with someone like, it's very, like the tension is very heavy. Like you always just want to fuck. So at the time we used to have these lip glosses that came in like tubs. Mine was like grape flavored or some shit like that. So I decided to give him a handjob. Oh, I remember wearing a red dress and he comes so we oh by the way guys i'm at my dad's house that's why i'm whispering anyway so he comes and um we so i leave the fucking cinema with my hand covered in cum, thinking it's my home and it's dripping all down my hand and i go to the toilet and i wash it so as i'm walking back up to the as i'm walking back up to the to the seat someone with a flashlight is following me and he's like were you guys doing here so I'm like nothing the fuck so he tells my ex boyfriend to stand up and this stupid motherfucker thinking that this is also his home stands up and his pants drop to the floor and then they are like yeah yeah we need to have you guys step out to that so they take us to the back and then show us a video of me giving this guy a hand job and at the time I wish I knew that that was now considered child pornography and I'd have been like you guys are watching child pornography (laughs) So anyway, they're like, we're going to call the police. And we're like, for what? Um, so we just give them money. And they're like, okay, you can go back and watch the movie. No, we didn't. We left. And I never went back to that cinema again. Happy Valentine's. And to everyone that is single or doesn't have a romantic or sexual partner this year, we wanted to remind you at Casting with a Feminist, which is why sometimes dates are not all flowers and roses and chocolates and fucking edible panties and beautiful hotel rooms and, I don't know, marriage proposals. (laughs) I'm just joking. Happy Valentine's to everyone that has someone special this year. I hope that your day is filled with love and happiness. I hope that, um, you know every day is valentine's day for you you know we should stop putting like so much emphasis on this day of course it's great to have one day where you just like express your love and people are busy and people work and um sometimes we don't have time to go out on dates and um sometimes you don't even have the money to buy gifts and go all out but you know just have fun and enjoy yourself but for those that are single mm mm-hmm for those that are tired of hearing this fucking Valentine's this coming, where's your boyfriend? Shut the fuck up. We wanted to remind you guys why sometimes staying at home and watching Netflix is okay. Like, or taking yourself on a, on a, on a date is fine because some of these dates be fucked up. So, guys, please don't cancel me for mine. It's really embarrassing. But enjoy your Valentine's Day. I hope to be a great date to you. Anita and I hope to be great dates for you this evening. And yeah, enjoy today's episode. I'm literally about to change your life. I'm going to give you tips on how to execute the devil squat. Now, previously, I didn't like getting on top because the way that I would straddle my person is I would I would get on top of them and I would basically like be on my knees and my feet would be behind me. Like you know how um, when you're watching maybe a romantic movie or even pornography, the way the woman will get on top. is a very sensual way where she's on her knees and she's riding. But for me, I could never get that rhythm down. Like as many times as I wanted to get on top, I would never get that rhythm down. Like it was awkward unless I like I was grinding on it. The bouncing up and down was something that I was never able to execute. So I just didn't like doing it because I'm like, okay, it doesn't feel right to me. I feel like I'm about to snap his dick off. Um, We could just be spending this time doing other things. So the only way that i would ride is if he would sit up because i would have more support and in that way then the way i was on my knees was more stable and i guess that should have pinged me to try and put my feet flat but anyway so one time i was talking to my best friend and we were talking about riding and she was like she was telling me how she squats when she's riding so i was like wait like what do you mean squat like you squat and i get into the position on the floor like i'm like you look like this looks like i'm about a botica shit in a pit latrine and she's like exactly that way like you plant your feet flat on the on your bed or whatever surface it is that you're fucking on and you bounce on the dick and she's like Samia, you need to try that. Like, it, you have more stability. You're able to do more things. And she's like, then you can twerk on it. Then you can whine on it. Like, there's so many things that you can do in that position because you're very stable. So I was like, nah, I'm never going to do that. That looks awkward. Like, I feel like I would look really awkward in that position. And one time I was with this guy and we were on his couch and we were just having, like, this really deep conversation. We were high as fuck. And um I was sitting on top of him and we were, like, fucking fucking like you know you just like that very like animal like fucking so i was because i had no inhibitions in at that moment i did it so i he was like a bit sitting upright um his sofa was slanted back and i planted my feet down and i held on to him and i did it and i have never had so much fun in my life being on top i was on top the whole night after that he was like wait whoa you've never done that before where did you learn that and i'm like I mean, I just decided to try it like you're the first person that I've tried it with. And he's like, I love it. Let's do it some more. So guys, plant your feet, whether he's lying down or he's sitting up, plant your feet down. Like, you know, the position I'm talking about, like it looks like you're sitting on a fucking pit latrine. You will have so much stability so you can either place your hands on his chest uh, if he's lying down or if he's sitting, you can wrap your hands around him or put your hands down on the side. You can even put them on your own thighs. It's a very stable position. You can even put your hands behind you and then just try it. Guys, the the stability, the momentum that you get and also the how precise it is and the things that you can do while you're riding the dick that way. I'm literally changing lives. I deserve a Nobel Peace Prize for this one. Now, I know a lot of people don't like reverse cowgirl because they find it an awkward position to ride in but this was actually my favorite way to ride um, before I learned how to do the devil's squat because I found that I had more stability and the momentum that I was talking about to bounce up and down in that position rather than when I was facing, just because of also like how the positioning of the, the dick is um, and the support that I would have by putting my hands forward or putting my hands um, on his thighs and just, I, I just found it better. So let me give you some tips on how to reverse cowgirl because let me tell you, this position drives men crazy for whatever reason they love to just watch you riding when they can see like your back and your butt and you bouncing on it in that position they love it um i don't know why maybe one of them should come and tell us but every time that i get in that position they just come so um so now you will straddle him the way i was describing i used to ride previously where you will now be on your knees and um your feet will be behind you. I don't do this position with the devil squat, just because I like the sensuality of how it looks when I'm in the other position and I still have the support that I need. Now, you can either do it two ways. You can either ask him to close his legs, so his legs will be closed and your legs will be on the outside of his legs. Now, that will be the easiest for someone that has never done it because then you can place your hands on his thighs and use that as support, or his legs could be wide, and you will now be um, in the middle of his legs in the same position, um, and you can put your hands on the mattress or on the floor or the wherever the fuck you are. Or he could be sitting on a chair, and you sit on him facing the opposite direction. Oh, this one is this one is fantastic because. Now your legs will be planted on the floor. Like you'll be sitting, his legs will be spread apart and you will be sitting and your feet will be on the ground. And then now you can just bounce. So I think that would actually be the easiest for beginners. Would be the easiest for beginners because you'd have the support that I'm talking about in the devil's court. Now with reverse cowgirl, you want to be careful about how far you lean back or forward because it's a danger you can act don't snap the dick off like don't snap the dick off if you want to traumatize yourself go and google what a fractured dick looks like that's not the reason why you want to take your man to the emergency room like i f- i figure that would be really embarrassing so <laughs> anyway um i try not to lean back too much um when i'm in that position because uh, i've been told that it can be painful um, or lean too forward, but once you're in that posi- the the position that I've described, just bounce. You it's it, the support will find itself itself, and if you are flexible, you can even I've done this before. You can split like spread your legs wide apart, then lean forward, and then just move up and down, like move your butt up and down. Immediately he will come. Immediately now, yeah, period. So what can your partner do to make this experience more enjoyable for you? Because I am still of the opinion that women deserve to be given ultimate pleasure during sex. The world is already so rough on us. Existing as a woman is already so hard for us. We should be doing like, you should be the goddess. You should be treated like Rihanna is standing in front of him in that moment. So even as you ride, what can your partner do? Um, to make sure that you have ultimate pleasure throughout your experience. Now, how can he or she or they stimulate you? The first would be um, clit play as you ride. Now, they can play with your clit as you're doing reverse cowgirl. They can still play with your clit um, even when you're facing them um, and riding. They can use toys um, as you ride as well, like a vibrator. They just have to reach forward and use it. Um they can also as if you're riding and you're facing them they can play with your nipples they can um suck on your nipples they can kiss your neck they can um kiss your back you know they can touch your thighs like make it a very central experience for you i usually take my partner's a hand and i will move it to like where i feel like i want to be stimulated in the moment um so if i want him to touch my breast, i'll like slide his hands up or i'll move his hands down um so that makes it a bit more enjoyable for me <clears throat> they can also use if you're into anal play they can use fingers as you're riding um to Uh, play to, to, you know, engage in anal play, they can use toys as well. So there's a lot of things that can be done. Like he doesn't just need to lie down there. I don't think men deserve that, right? So, um uh the second thing that's that your partner can do to help because riding is a very tiring experience is to thrust so you can be on top and as you are thrusting or bouncing on it they can thrust upwards as well that is a very it like for me i really enjoy that when you're in that position and they're thrusting it's a bit deeper and it feels a bit different so that is also a way that they can they can help or they can make the experience more enjoyable for you if you are a beginner, I found that the easiest way to ride is not when your partner is lying down, but when they are seated, uh, seated upright. So you have more um, whether you ha- are doing the devil squat or whether you're on your knees, you have more stability because now they can hold you and you can hold them around their neck um, or just even their chest if they're sit if they are planted against something. Um, but when they're sitting upright, it's much easier also because the dick is straight upwards, so it's easier for them. Now, guys with curved dicks, I've, I have, I have experience with, um, them saying that that could be painful. So also just depending on what type of shalongs and shemit your man has, um, alter that but when they're seated seated why can't i fucking talk when they're seated upright that is the most um it is the easiest way for you to ride now when you are in the devil's squat, i don't know how i'll explain this when you're squatting your legs are basically like at an angle not a 90 degree angle but the i do guys i'm bad at mathematics that's why i did law under your thighs, your when your man is lying down, he can put his hands under your thighs when you're in that squatting position, but your man has to be strong. He has to have some f- sort of strength. And as you are bouncing, he like basically supports you he can either push up with his hands or he can basically assist you like he will be holding on to his hands his forearm will be under your thigh and his hands will be on your butt so he can basically like push you up and down when you're getting tired now that is an easy form of support that you can get during the devil squat because i know a lot of guys like to like grab you on your waist and then try to move you up and down but then you just fuck you fuck up the rhythm like don't do that um so that's another way that You can, you know, you can get some help from your man or from your person as you are on top. After listening to today's episode, I want you to walk up to your person like the bad bitch that you are. Stare them dead straight in their eye and be like, baby, you're going to need a seatbelt when I ride it because today it is all things riding. Welcome back to another episode of Casting with the Feminist Switches. It is your girls Samia and Anita, and today we are going to be giving you tips on how to ride and make this experience fantastic for you now anita will be giving tips on how to ride someone's face now i'm excited for this because i still don't know how to do that that like that is not the my preferred method of um oral sex so i'm excited to know what she has to say and i will be giving tips on how to ride that dick and send your person to the er now Remember that this is not one of those cosmopolitan articles that's like, "Oh my God, do this for your man! If you're in this position, he'll make him come, Oh my God, if you ride him like this, he'll never leave you. No, this is how to make the um writing, which is generally um an intimidating experience for women enjoyable for you so we hope that this helps we really enjoyed filming this uh filming wow recording this um episode we were getting in all forms of positions thinking that you could see us so please sit back and relax and please let us know like does this shit work like does it help you or is it only good for me (laughs) um enjoy hey everyone my name is samia i am a kenyan lawyer and i will be answering a few questions on feminism the first one is what is feminism to you so basically it's a movement created for women by women to dismantle the patriarchy. It's a sisterhood. We may not like each other, but we'll fight for each other's rights. The key points in my feminism are liberation and freedom. And that is manifested in so many ways. So girls going to school, freedom from child marriages, freedom from violence, sexual liberation, um, and sexual reproductive health, the right to wear what you want and to say what you want. It's, Ensuring that we are recognized as people and persons with agency and autonomy. It's also inclusivity of all women, regardless of race, ethnicity, gender, because we need to remember that gender and sex are different, class etc like and acknowledging that certain women have privilege even amongst all of us there are there are oppressed women due to issues like race ethnicity class gender like white women don't face um feminism the same way black and not feminism patriarchy the same way black women do there's also straight women versus trans women um able-bodied women versus disabled women so there is privilege even amongst the oppressed and we have to acknowledge the the fact that not everyone experiences patriarchy the same way and use our privilege to help the women that are more oppressed than we are so there are many types of feminism that range worldwide but the core of feminism is equality liberation and freedom not that we want to be like men ew but our differences should not lead to inequalities Um, question two is why is it important to have feminist approach day to day? So feminism is a lived experience and that's why I don't believe that men can be feminists. Um, they can be allies, but they cannot be feminists because feminism is not a theory. It's an experience. It's a lived experience. So it allows me to know what the fuck is going on in the world Um, where I can help, what I'm fighting for, and what rights are being violated. Like, if I didn't know what what feminism was about, like what it's fighting for, if I didn't understand that it's a lived experience, then I wouldn't know that I'm oppressed. So I think that's why it's important for all women to be feminists um, so that, you know, our fight for liberation and freedom is... um, a united one, basically. So the sources sources of feminism for me initially were texts and theories that were written like fucking 50 years ago by white feminists um, who were struggling to get, like you know, a seat at the table. And the problem with women's oppression is that it's not only systematic, it's systemic. So you give women a seat at the table and... At that time, it was only rich women, rich white women that were allowed to write literature. And the only way for them to be accepted by their peers that were fellow white men, they had to now start writing like those white men. Otherwise, the, their texts would not be acknowledged as legitimate which now makes it very difficult to read i have struggled to read the first texts from feminists white feminists and they're so inaccessible to the common woman because they you just can't fucking read them you don't understand them and at the time it made sense i mean that was the problem with asking for people to have a seat at the table like the table itself was not conducive the institutions that women were being put in were not conducive for women um so that's why i don't fuck with liberal feminism um, because it only caters to one type of woman and even that type of woman struggles to have her seat at the table. Um, so I usually read more contemporary forms of um, or texts, feminist texts, especially those written in, um, in not white countries so african feminists who write um, feminists from brazil feminists from and you know what's even a great source of of, of feminist text currently is actually social media twitter has amazing threads written by women um across the world about their different types of oppression and you know history of feminism that was even existing before um white feminism was classified as the first movement so i usually read that i read on contemporary issues like um how the online space has now created a new form of gender-based violence that type of stuff so uh, it's good to know the history, and I say history in quotes of feminism because, again, as I was saying, there are certain regions that had feminist movements without that name before white feminist texts came out. Um, but so it's good to know what they were saying. But there is so much more to feminism than that. Um, so how do people? Oh, this is question four. How do people react? when I tell them I'm a feminist, it depends. Oh my God, that's my sister. (laughs) Um, So how do people react? It depends. So um, men usually are all, oh my God, I went on a date the other day and he's like, oh my God, why are you so negative? Oh my God, like, you know, you only see the bad in men. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, of course I see the bad in men. You're my oppressor. Like you can't, you don't have the right to tone the, you to to police my tone on how i react to my oppression so men are usually very or they'll be like oh educate me on feminism i'm like no read a book so um usually men are very hostile towards it or they pretend that they that they that they fuck with feminism so that i can think that they are safe space and then i start to realize that they're misogynistic as fuck um, with women, women, I'm always ready to educate those that are not very well versed in feminism. So I will chat with them or whatever. But if it's a pick me, if you are patriarchy princess, um, go fuck yourself. Because I believe that there are some women who get keep the patriarchy. So it's, it's a bit of a hostile whatever. But I always stand my ground like no one can ever question my, my feminism. I believe that it is not that I believe it is a fight for, you know, basically our lives. So uh, most of the time it is hostile, but I don't give a fuck. Um, Does society embrace feminism? No, no, it doesn't. It's becoming more acceptable amongst women. It's becoming more acceptable in regions that didn't believe in feminism before, but we are still having a very rough fight. You can imagine because the law, culture, religion is all written in the language of men of course and they benefit excessively from women's oppression so of course they are going to want to fight back every fucking time um that women want to you know, fight for their rights because they're like, shit, then that means this bitch is not going to come home and cook for me anymore. Or, you know, she goes to work and she earns more money than me. It means that I can't rape and kill them and, you know, continue working a good paying job and, you know, not be accountable for um, disrespecting their agency and their autonomy. So society is yet to embrace feminism. Um, I am ready to work till I die to make this a feminist world. And yeah, that's the ending of my questions. I hope that they were helpful. And thank you for having me on your podcast.